0: Post number four, part two, consistency is key in the science of change, why change can be so difficult and how to really do it. In the last year or so, I've become fascinated with neuroscience and getting a better understanding of the relationship between our minds and bodies and how much of an impact it actually has on our lives. In my research and personal experience, I've come to realize that it is crucial to understand these topics if we want to sustain lasting change and unleash our full potential. The field of epigenetics is the science of how an organism's perception of, event of its environment <clears throat> selects its genes and can modify its gene readout to conform to the perception. I'm gonna read that one more time. The field of epigenetics is the science of how an organism's perception of its environment, what it thinks about its environment, selects its genes and can modify its gene readout to conform to that perception. In other words, perception is reality. Perception is everything. One of the pioneers of this field is Dr. Bruce Lipton, the author of one of the books that really got me into researching this topic, The Biology of Belief, Unleashing the Power of Consciousness, Matter and Miracles. Bruce has been one of the front runners in this type of research and it's been gaining a lot of traction in the last few years. This is an excerpt from his website where Dr. Bruce describes what exactly epigenetics is in simpler terms. If the organism perceives the world as a threatening, the biology will create a complementary posture, structure, behavior of a world that's threatened, of a world that's being threatened. The function of the brain is to take our belief systems and manifest a biology based on that belief system. If you think the world is a loving, supportive place, you will release the chemistry in your body to manifest a physical experience of that. In other words, our belief systems are the filter through which we are perceiving the outside world, and experiences that we have are a direct manifestation of that. They are the driving, quiet, and sometimes hidden force that is shaping our very lives, but many of us have very little understanding of it. If we can understand the way our brain and belief systems function and why we have the life that we currently have, we can gain power of awareness and can really make the changes that we desire for a much higher quality life. Now, as I mentioned in part one, this science really caught my attention because I was struggling big time to change the characteristics of myself that weren't serving my life anymore and trying to implement new ones that would make me a better version of myself. Here are some examples of negative traits in my life, and maybe you can relate to some of these. Procrastinating, being indecisive, not following an up on opportunities, not following up with people and maintaining meaningful relationships, being ungrateful, not present to the world around me, being distracted, not having integrity and being dishonest, undisciplined, not staying positive when times get tough. Now here's some examples of positive traits that I wanted to really integrate in me practicing compassion towards everyone that I meet, sticking to my word every time, being present with everyone that I interact with, loving myself, adding value to others' lives, lightheartedness, acceptance, cultivating creativity, staying focused. I was ready for a new life with new experiences, but somehow it would always circle back to the old ways. I would finish a fantastic self-help book, or come home from an intense weekend seminar or personal development high on life, ready to spin the world on my fingertips like a basketball only to find that a few days later, I had lost the energy. I seemed to get right back into my old habits and ways of thinking. Why does this keep happening? I became so frustrated that all of these good things I was learning weren't sticking. And lucky for us, neuroscience is kind and loving enough to provide us with an explanation and an answer to these problems. When you really dig down into the science, you learn that most of your beliefs and behaviors are programming that you got from the day that you were born until around age seven while your subconscious mind was developing. The years of learning how to perceive the world, your environment, learning how to walk, communicate, learn everything. Science has found that 95% of our brain activity is beyond the conscious mind. That's right, 95% of all of our daily cognition is in the subconscious. It's pretty crazy to understand that so much of who we really are does come from those developmental years. On top of that, we have years of bad habits that we have cemented biochemically into our brains like a beaten path in the woods leading towards a meadow of apathy, self-sabotage, procrastination, and dullness. Here's some examples of childhood programming. When people experience trauma or go through a rough childhood, many times they develop a victim mentality. That the world is against them and it's a threatening environment. It becomes their identity, their belief system, and biology reinforces that. Their perception of the world is filtered through the identity of being a victim this can also happen when people get diseases. And this is a quote from Bruce. People have been programmed to believe they are victims that have no control. When we got sick as kids, our mothers and fathers told us that we have to go to the doctors and that they're the leading authority on our health. It was embedded in us that doctors were the authority in all things regarding our health and we were the victim of bodily forces beyond our ability to control. Now, is this you or someone you know? Because these habits and behaviors are playing out from the subconscious mind, we don't consciously see ourselves engaging in them and sabotaging our own lives. As Bruce puts it, as a result of this, we don't take responsibility for the lives that we lead. We see ourselves as victims of forces outside of our control. It's hard to own that what we've done our whole lives. So we perceive ourselves as victims and we believe that the genes are in control. He then goes on to say, the major problem is that people are aware of their conscious beliefs and behaviors, but they're not of their subconscious beliefs and behaviors. Most people don't even acknowledge that their subconscious mind is at play. When the fact is that the subconscious mind is a million times more powerful than the conscious mind, and that we operate 95 to 99% of our lives from subconscious programs. Now you have to remember, our subconscious is constantly taking in every bit of information throughout every second of every single day and storing it. So this kind of information is valued highly by corporations and advertisers alike, which is why commercials are very influential with many subliminal messages, colors, and metaphors that speak directly to the subconscious, even though we don't realize it. In the movie Inception, they explore this idea even further when they are trying to get an idea into the target's subconscious mind so that it may manifest into his conscious mind. So how can we really start to change if we have all of these things working against us? Well, I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. Through this science, we're seeing that perception is everything. The perception in your mind is reflected in the chemistry of your body. Dr. Joe Dispenza's explanation of this would be that new thoughts lead to new emotions, and new emotions lead to new behaviors. New behaviors lead to new experiences. Like anything else, we have to practice and consciously reinforce new beliefs and habits that serve our life. The subconscious mind soaks in what's constantly at the forefront of the conscious mind and makes that a habit. Most of our daily behaviors are unconscious habits, so we need to make sure that we replace the old habits with new ones And it really does have to be an everyday effort or at least a high frequency throughout the week until it becomes you, until it becomes automatic. This is the secret sauce of change, identifying our destructive habits and then consciously knowing the new and empowering ones that we wanna program in our hard drive and actively keep track every day to make sure that we follow through with them. If we only do this for a week, you'll see how quickly you return to the old self. This is difficult mental work, but it's your life and you're worth it. Examples from my own life. I want to be more grateful. Okay, every day, write in a gratitude journal, first thing in the morning or before bed. Take each meal as a cue to remind myself to be thankful for the food that is about to nourish and sustain my body and the earth that provides it for me, and all of the people that played a role in allowing that food to be in front of me in that moment. Think of how much energy goes into that food just for it to be in front of you. A a farmer had to plant it, he had to take care of it, he had to harvest it, ship it out, and to get brought to a store. A lot of energy goes into that. I wanna meditate two times a day. Okay, keep a calendar and mark an X for each day that I meditate and make sure to set an exact time every day that I'm going to do that no matter what. Because it's important and it will lead me to not being as forgetful and not as reactive and a lot nicer and a more relaxed person. I want to eat healthier and get in better shape. Okay, start each day with one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar one-eighth teaspoon of cayenne pepper and turmeric in a 20-ounce water to kill the candida, which is gut bacteria that makes me crave sugar and makes me feel hungry all the time, even when I just recently ate. Keep track of each meal that I have every day and look at it at the end of each week and make sure that I get in a sweat every day of some kind. I'm going to make a separate blog post on these things and my own personal affirmations that I read out loud every morning, but you get the idea. Start keeping track of everything. Start taking your life back into your control and take responsibility for your life. Get out of the victim mode and take responsibility. You cannot create anything from the vibration of victim mode. Your creative faculties are shut off when you're in that low vibrational state. Do not give your power away by thinking that you're helpless or a victim of circumstance. You are so far beyond that. And now you can take this information and apply it in your life in new and powerful ways. My email is listed on the blog, sideofgravy.com, so you can let me know if you need any new ideas You can leave comments about some of the new behaviors or habits that you're adding into your life. And if you'd like, I'd be happy to hold you accountable and check in with you on them. Have an amazing time, everybody. I hope this information helps in some way. Again, consistency is everything. You have to become the new you, put in the work, and the best part is doing the work, it will become automatic. You will not have to continue making great efforts to implement these new ways of thinking and behaving. They will become you. Much love, everybody.